Hello, foodie fans. Welcome to the Big Food Talk, produced by Tough Monkey Entertainment. I'm your host, Sal Conca. This show supports restaurants, chefs, and food pioneers with your help. Head to bigfoodtalk.com to make your donation today or check out our fun apparel line with proceeds going directly to participating restaurants. Special thanks to the Long Island Food Council, DineLi Facebook Group, and Yelp Long Island for supporting this episode. Today I'm speaking with Chef Eric Levine, who is as inspiring in real life as he is creative in the kitchen. A five-time cancer survivor and CHOP champion, he's now made his home at 317 Main Street in Farmingdale, New York. We had so much to discuss. He's just a genuine giver that looks for opportunities to pay it forward wherever and whenever he can. Let's hear Eric's story. Hey, Chef Eric, welcome to the Big Food Talk. I'm so excited to talk to you today. I see you're talking to me right from 317 Main Street in Farmingdale. How's everything going for you guys over there right now? It, uh, well, first, thank you for having me on. Uh, you know, here it's it's great. I love what you're doing. Um, 317, we're we're holding our own. It's you know, it's obviously a crazy time for everybody, for restaurants, uh, catering, hotels, uh, the world in general. But we're we're holding on. We have some really cool, unique packages, uh, some really cool things that we're going to come up with that we're coming up with that's going to roll out this coming week. Uh, so we're 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 creating, we're innovating um, because it forces us into a position of can't be me too, have to be me different. You have to offer options. And it's kind of like, it's, it's definitely a trying time. Uh, but we're, we're, thank God, we have a business. Thank God we can stay open. Um, you know, we're doing all uh, delivery and curbside. So it helps. It helps get the lights on. It helps keep some of the employees that we have working. Uh, had to lay a tremendous amount of people off, uh, unfortunately, because of what's going on. And uh, yeah, we're just, you know, my partners and I and my the team that we have in place right now, doing everything we can uh, to stay alive and, and keep healthy and, and keep our customers excited about options. Yeah, I mean, it's great what you're doing. I've seen all the menu options. I've actually had the food uh, uh, just this past week. I actually tried the food as well. And it's delicious, folks. Please go support 317 Main and Farmingdale. It's amazing. Um, Let's go back for people that don't know you or may not have seen you on Chopped or know you write cookbooks. Like, where did you get your culinary training? How did it, how did your love for food start? Um, it literally started when I was like six years old. Christmas, my dad got me a, a uh, cookbook and uh, said, "Hey, let's uh, let's make something. Pick anything you want." And I always talk about the story because it was true and it was painful. Um, I picked up Goofy's chocolate mousse back in the day. Uh, the mixers that we had were the pull-off whips, um, so it detached from the actual hand. And he said, okay, whatever you do when you're making it, don't turn the blender up because it's going to go up. So if you, know, if you don't know me, uh, I love trouble. I love causing chaos. Uh, it's always been one of my things. So I went, oh, and I only saw my dad like on weekends once in a while. And, and so I'm like, oh, okay, I can do something with him. I just shot the thing up and right to the ceiling it went. Yeah, that was not a, uh, a good reaction I got from him, but it taught me the connection of food and people. Uh, my grandmother, who was one of the people who basically raised us, uh, always had food. It was always, we got home from school, my mom was working full-time and going to college full-time, and it was always food. There was always something grandma uh, shared with us. So to me, food uh, and 
people. It was about the connection of, of love and something good. So I kind of gravitated towards that and started working my first kitchen when I was 11, uh, this Jan's ice cream st uh, spot. And, you know, it just became my, my passion. And I got very lucky to do and know what I wanted to do at a very young age. Um, you know, lots of ups and downs in the career, but never one day in, in almost 40 years I'm doing this did I ever, ever hate it. Did I ever, ever dislike it? Even when I was working for some monsters in the restaurant industry, um, kicking, the, kicking my tail in, uh, they, uh, I learned a lot. I learned some amazing things, wanted to kill them sometimes, but I learned from that. And in this day and age, it's, it's different. You have, to, uh, you have to approach your cooks and staff completely differently. Um, there's more of an a empathetic approach to it. Uh, and sympathetic, I'm not really good with sympathy. I do empathy okay. Sympathy, I don't. Um, you know, I'm a five-time survivor of cancer, but I went to work every day after chemo radiation treatment. Um, I went in, did my, did my duty. Um, made it fun because that's what probably one of the things that saved me. So for me, it's always been my love for food and people. Uh, here at 317 Main Street, we actually have an open kitchen. And I did that purposefully because I want people to be able to see what's going on in the kitchen. I want them to know that we're clean, safe, and that we're having fun. Because that's at the end of the day, that's what we're about. It's, uh, it's about having fun and taking care of people. Um, yeah, but it's also about the hokey pokey business. There you go. <laughs> I mean, that's great. It's a truly inspiring story. I mean, all that you've been through in your career and in your life and the passion you have for food, it definitely shows in your cooking. I mean, if people aren't following you personally on Instagram, you know, they should be to see, you know, just kind of how you're committed to your life. I know you fanatic about working out these days and staying healthy and so it's it's great to see that connection and obviously food and family has a meaning for so many on Long Island and, and all over the, the world and the country um, how would you characterize your style of cooking um, I don't have a style I've been asked that before it's hard to, it's hard to pinpoint a style for me because I just love to cook food um, I, I just, you know, whether it's a burger or a taco or it's seared foie gras, and I have to pull the tweezers out to get a little molecular, um, I would just love to create and to cook and to make people happy. And also to teach my staff, uh, to make them better and elevate them so that one day they can go forward. And I would love nothing more than to support them in their career as they move forward. But food for me, it's anything, you know, it's anything and everything. It's whether we're smoking or curing or making sausages or making gelatos and sorbets and desserts in the house. It's, it's hard for me to say one thing, you know, I, I, get a, I get a Jones out of everything. And I think it's interesting that you say that because, you know, if you look at your menus, they're eclectic, right? They're not linearly focused, right? They're not strictly one type of cuisine or flavor. I mean, so just as an example, right? I had your date night menu last week. I had butternut squash pillows, followed by gnocchi pesto with um, soup dumplings as an appetizer, right? I mean, so, and for me as a foodie, that's fantastic because I love to taste. I love to taste different things. Yeah, and that's, and that's how the menu's set up because I, 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 it's hard for me to, to be myopic because there's so much food out there. I mean, when we're open fully, we have um, you know, jerk chicken, we have tikka masala, uh, we have things that are very geared towards certain um, styles or ethnicities but i think if you pull everything together and it's done right then you have a win-win situation because people could come here um get great tacos get great great get great burgers or or noodles or you know ramen we make you know a great fresh ramen traditional style um so it's all these little things pulled into one package and we try to 
offer that. I and mean, even now with, with what's going on, our packages are, are diverse. Uh, we have a, you know, your, your, your question, you kind of asked me if I was going to talk about it a little bit uh, on Instagram with stuff we have coming up. But we have some really fun things coming up. Our packages will change weekly. So one of the things we realize is that uh, most Chinese restaurants or Asian restaurants are shut down right now. And so how could we fill that void for people? So either next week or the following week, we're doing a whole dim sum package, which would be kind of fun. Um, this week we're doing, in addition to everything else, we're doing a seafood uh, <coughs> package that has a uh, snack of frito and uh, paella. Uh, and then we're doing uh, barbecue. And then we're going to do a picnic basket, which would be like fried chicken and cornbread or things like that. But some of the other really cool things that we're doing um, is we're going to start actually to do a, a a virtual restaurant reality box. So what that is going to entail is all the things we're going to be able to do virtually, i.e., uh, we just started doing a thing called Feeding Farmingdale where we have musicians play and we raise money so that we could feed people who are in need in Farmingdale and beyond. Uh, we're going to offer, which is, I'm really excited about, is a virtual cooking class. So what we're going to do is offer a specific menu that you can come pick up the products for it and on Monday nights, I'm gonna do a virtual cooking class. So it'll be around dinner time. So I will do it. We have a state, uh, our event space in the back. We have a mm -hmm. stage, I'm gonna do it on the stage with the lighting and cameras and everything we can do. And I'm gonna walk you through the dishes. So this would be an appetizer, an entree, a dessert, and a cocktail. That's really incredible. And when is that starting? That's starting this coming Monday, which is the uh, eighth. It's May. yeah. Well, it's May, the first week in, first Monday in May. Monday in May, yeah. And then we'll do it you know, based on how it works. You know, people pick up this stuff on Sundays. Uh, the packages, all the, everything. It could be for one person. It could be two, three, four, five people. Um, and then on, that, on Monday night or whatever time, I think it's going to be 6.30, 7 o'clock, we're going to go virtually live, and I'm going to do the cooking class with them. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do it probably on a Zoom app, uh, on a Zoom app, so this way people could interact a little bit. I'll have someone asking me questions as we go along, and then we'll do a Q&A at the end. We're also going to do a, 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 a virtual kids cooking class. That'll be a couple of weeks down the line. Awesome. Um, or, yeah. So we're going to try to do some interactive things. We have, uh, we're working on, I think it's going to be for next Wednesday. We're, um, we're doing a um, virtual trivia night. That's um, very cool. Yeah, so we're going to do that and people could, you know, log in and, and there'll be a package of food that goes along with it. Uh, that, that'll be your buy into the virtual trivia. And then we have just a lot of cool things coming up. Yeah, it sounds amazing. I think I think it's just a virtue to your creativity, right? And the the space. It's interesting how the space works. It's huge. It's got a live stage in the back. You have this big, wide open space in the front. Um, you're really welcoming people into it, and it's and it's an event as an event space as well. well actually, one of my friends uh, is uh, the founder in, in uh, Love Song, the band that has oh, a. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're great. We love them. They they bring a great life. But we have great lighting back there, but they bring in all this other cool stuff as well. It's really, it's really a great marriage with them. And they're fun. Exactly. So they do a great show there. So that's how I got introduced to 317 originally, because I came down to see my oh, awesome. friend's band and all that stuff. First band, awesome. Yeah, exactly. you see the insanity that goes on here. When we do, and it's, it's great insanity. But it's not like the kids' insanity. It's, it's an adult-driven uh, space. Uh, though we do a lot for kids here, uh, we do kids cooking classes. We have great meals. So even our even our kids' food is kind of fun because we serve it in a lunchbox. Cute. You know? So we're always thinking, or I'm always thinking, or we're always thinking about how do we how do we make the experience 
great. The food, we want it to be great all the time. But how do we package it? How do we create interesting? Um, and that's the thing that, uh, I mean, I'm very, very blessed, very, very lucky. I had a great mentor in, in David Burke uh, when I worked with him at the River Cafe back in the 80s. He kind of sparked that thing in my head to think differently. You know, not to just think here, but to think how do you create and, and build in that. So that's one of the things that we bring in here. And that, that's the elements of, of fun um, that we try to constantly, you know, evolve. I and what's uh, what's yeah. truly interesting, yeah, what's truly interesting is that you're continuing it in this virtual world, right? That's the key here is I'm, I'm really excited to hear all this because you're doing the virtual cooking classes. You're creating experiences for people, even if they can't be in the space. And that's something that is just invaluable because you're giving people a feel of comfort and excitement and entertainment, which is really difficult to achieve in this time. One of the things that, you know, as, as a team, as my partners talked about, we, we talked about how do we, how do we continue to develop? And we have this great space and we can't pack it with people, but how can we pack the people in virtually? And uh, it's been, you know, it's been driven by all the partners, uh, myself and creating new ideas and, and other ways of uh, offering services and keeping people entertained. Content, content right now is king uh, where you could, find any i mean there are podcasts or there are things online that people are home they want to be entertained they, you know instead of going stir crazy um you know they want to be entertained and and they want to have something to look forward to so in our conversations about how do we turn this virtual restaurant box into something um you know we came up with a great plan as a team and and, and everyone and, and that's one of the great things about the people that i'm with um everyone thinks from a different perspective which is great. Some are more analytical, some are more creative, but it all pushes into the same space from different angles, and it works. It just it's it's pretty cool. After doing this for almost forty years and finding these type of people in my life, uh, just it's great. It's a, it's a breath yeah. of fresh air. So it doesn't get stale ever. Uh, and people who are on the same wavelength in the business, it's great to see that and feel that. You know. And it's kind of interesting, you know, right, as you hit a certain point in your career, you find instead of plateauing, like, because some people get frustrated where like, I haven't hit a certain level of success yet, or I'm not doing what I really wanted to be doing yet. Like, it takes time. It takes time to get to this point that you're at. I mean, you've done a lot. You've competed in things like Chopped. You're a Chopped champion, if people don't know that. Um, I'm curious, what was your experience like on Chopped? How did, what's it like being behind that counter? Was, you know, for me, it was a really unique experience, uh, really different from probably most of the competitors that were on the show. Because, um, like I said before, I'm a five-time survivor of cancer. The night before we taped, I had a chemo treatment, a radiation treatment. My oncologist told me I had six to eight months to live. So I went on the show. Like, if I win, great. I go out a winner. If I lose, the show won't be aired until after I'm dead anyhow. So, you know, um, and I apologize about my dark humor. It just, you know, I, I find it, like, ironic in a lot of ways. But um, yeah, it was a great experience. I'm, from that, I became uh, you know, friends with a couple of the judges, Scott Cohn and Monique Chauhan, who wrote the forward for my new cookbook, uh, Burgers, Bowls, and Jars. And it was a great experience. It was, it was at that moment, to be honest with you, um, nine years ago, so I was 41. At that moment, um, in the middle of it, I just had one of those you know, uh, moments of clarity where I realized that, well, I could win this competition, but more importantly is I could beat this cancer if I could push myself hard enough. I also had, a, it was a humbling experience because I, at that moment I realized nothing is about me. It's about what I could do for others, how I could help others grow. It was just the weirdest 
most amazing moment. And here I am on this on this bridge of, of dying, and it just hit me, it just sparked me. So at that moment, I went home and I realized, and I was there for 19 hours, I realized that I have this opportunity and this, this gift that's been presented to me. You know, when I talk about this, people are like, what do you mean gift? You're, you're, you're given a death sentence. I'm like, yeah, but you see it that way. I see it as this gift of an opportunity to do for others. Yep. So now, all these years later, um, I'm involved with some really cool people through uh, a program called 75 Hard that was started by this uh, amazing guy, Andy Frisella. Um, and if you don't know about him, you should check him out on Instagram. He's, got, he's just a monster. Okay. And, uh, and, and he just, you know, he really sparked something in me. And that's where this, this health and wellness approach shifted my paradigm. Um, it's not just about a physical, it's the mental strength that you need. And at, at, there's no better time than now to find how to build that strength. And through his program, 75 Hard, I've always been strong mentally. Um, I didn't realize how much stronger I could be. You know? And then the physical happened. I'm, you know, I'm down 38 pounds and constantly working at it. And, and I try to pay it forward. One of my partners, actually, he just started doing the program. So we were on a Skype meeting, I mean, a Zoom meeting last night. And he's on his, his machine. He's going back and forth. <laughs> and I was like so proud of him. Because he's my, we grew up together. That's how I got involved with these guys. We grew up together, and you know, life happened. You separate, and then, um, and then one day they actually, my partners actually bought uh, the Nutty Irishman, which is next door, and mm -hmm. they wanted to talk about me maybe consulting. And I had restaurants in New Jersey at the time, and it just, you know, whatever happened didn't work out. And a year later, um, they got this space here, and they said, "Hey, listen, uh, you know, we need you. Let's talk." I came out. I saw the raw. It was a raw space. I don't even mean there was even. There, oh, there was, was nothing there. It was, it was not. It was zero. It was these metal studs going down between the two spaces, and the vision happened, and we designed it, and and it was the first time that I was disinvolved in designing it down to the light fixtures, you know, the colors of the tile, the the floor. I mean, we all, you know, a couple of us put it together, and it came out great. It's a great yeah. space, and then you've seen it for yourself, and it's impressive. You know, yeah, it's, it's uh, I'll tell you, when people come in and they don't realize we have an event space in the back for live music and we do weddings and, you know, communions and bar mitzvahs and what have you, um, you know, we have a very unique space here. And, and Catherine, who does our, our a lot of our business stuff, but also does our, she's our catering manager as well, um, you know, you never find a calmer person in chaos with an event when the bride's out of her mind or or the mom's <laughs> out of her mind for the first birthday and she's just like these it's the greatest thing like i don't have to deal with it and i don't have to deal with her losing her mind because she doesn't everything's okay everything's calm even in chaos you know so right. it's good to have a team around you uh with you that that is just you know we all get it we all figure it out mm -hmm. we all focus on what's the best thing for the business and for our customers you know, just like we are doing right now, we're trying to figure all these different ways to make our customers experience great, even if it's in a box. Absolutely. Know? Well, let's talk a little bit about the food and because, you know, that's what the people want. That's what the people need. Let's, and we talked a bit about, you know, different menu items and options that are coming up, but like in terms of the menu and how you designed it, what are some of the best selling items on the menu today? Well, today it's very different than it was. <laughs> I know. So our packages uh, range really wide and varied. So my partner Joe, uh, you know, came to me and said, "We got to do something like like chicken and mac and cheese." So we came up with a chicken cutlet, mac and cheese uh, salad package. You know, it sells for twenty five dollars. It's inexpensive, and we really tried to make it so that um, for the especially for those who are struggling, it's affordable mm -hmm. and it's quantity. 
uh, and the quality still remains. And you know, we have different packages like our family pack, which is you get a choice of four different types of burgers, um, tacos, mixed green, uh, a choice of salad, and then dessert. And that's, I think, $49. Mm-hmm. So it, you can feed a family really well for a small price. And then we have our regular a la carte menu. It's a, it's a limited compared to our normal menu, uh, but we still have lots of options and lots of things uh, to offer. Taco Tuesdays, we're still doing. So every Tuesday, you can choose from three tacos and, and the, yeah. the, 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 the regular sides with that. So lots of variety, like we talked about the virtual stuff that's coming up. Sure. So we actually started last week, which you had, uh, which is our date night, which yeah. is kind of a cool thing because people, people are always looking for something different and no one's going out on a date. So I came up with the idea of what if we created a date night menu. Now it's outside of our normal menu um, and, and it's fun. So this week's a different one. Next week will be another one. And yeah, we just great. try to make it interesting and, and give variety. Well, I'm a marketing guy and I still fell for the subliminal messaging. I, I got suckered in, me and my wife, we wanted date night and we did yeah. it. And, and my wife, by the way, she loves your sangria. The sangria was- awesome. I was about to bring that up. We also do a lot of alcohol. So we have the, you know, the sangria pack, quartz, uh, um, Perry, who's our restaurant manager, has come up with some really cool things. And we're actually to, going to put together a menu of cocktails that could be sold by the court. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Sangria and margaritas and all that stuff is great by the, by the court. Uh, you know, it's funny having these conversations, right. That we're buying uh, yeah. drinks by the court these days, but uh, you know, at least it's available and it is fun. It's giving, it's just showing off you and the restaurants and everybody on Long Island, the creativity that's going into food right now. And I think, you know, in some regards, it's good for some of these restaurants to be able to break out of their shells a little bit because they've been stuck potentially in the same menus, the same items for so long. I mean, you, you're different because you're a little bit newer place, but you know, some of these older restaurants that are around, you know, I think it's good for them to be able to have to buck the trend a little bit. And, and, you, would, and you would hope that they do. And, and you would hope that they think a little bit outside of their own box and, and get a little more comfortable in, in what the new norm is. This isn't going away anytime soon. No. You know, people say, oh, we're going to open up the economy, open up the economy. It is not going to be the same. You know, people aren't going to go out the way we want them to. So, and like I said in our meeting the other day, uh, we, we talked about this is our new norm. How do we take advantage or offer opportunities within the new norm? Because if we're at a 50% capacity, you know, you, you're taking out, you know, 10 tables. Yep. Which we have 10 tables in here, so we have to move to the backspace, which we're very fortunate to have. Um, but, yeah, but most people, unfortunately, you know, they're, they're not, I really hate to say this, but they're not going to survive. There's going to be a, a shutdown rate upwards of 20, 30% easily. Because I have chefs all over the world who just, you know, regardless of to whatever stimulus package um, they could get, which is a whole other conversation, but, um, you know, they're not going to be able to survive. Because they don't have, and I try to share with them. I was on a Skype, on a Zoom meeting the other night with a bunch of chefs, friends of mine, and and we were talking about the challenges that we're facing. Um, We're not the, the big corporate, companies that could, you know, pull money from one place to the other. Uh, we're mom and pop, so to speak. We're, we're single unit entities um, where, you know, we're us at 317 Main Street. We're very, very, very blessed and very, very lucky that we can remain open and that we can service our customers. And that comes from the innovation. So I hope that people that I know will see what we're doing and say, oh, I could do that too, but I could do it this way or I could do it better or whatever. I don't care. You know, whatever helps them survive. Um, but it's just a strange place to be. It's just it a, is. You know, who ever thought, who ever thought this, you know? And then you see some of these big name chefs going on, on different uh, 
on, on different shows and, and talking about their, the impact of their, well, okay, great. Um, you got a little bit more ability to go to a bank. They're going to give you more money faster than they're going to give me. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, but well, it's a whole different conversation. That's a, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> listen, it's reality of the business. I mean, listen, yeah. at, at the end of the day, there's always people who the haves and the have nots. And there yeah. are people that have li- risen to a level of success and, you know, but they also have bigger bills to pay and more staff and, and things to worry about too. So bigger money sometimes got bigger problems. You know, it's just, it, it, it all depends. Um, it's all perspective these days. And I think, you know, like we said, just being kind to people, having the humility, I'm sure, you know, Farmingdale has gone through, you know, a rebirth and you're part of that with, with the restaurant. So how has the Farmingdale community, have you seen any thing in the community that's just really stuck out to you as like what's been going on and people reaching out or doing donations, things like that? Yeah, well, I, you know, we, we started this uh, this Feeding Farmingdale program. Uh, the, the Chamber of Commerce is also ha- has a program where they take money and they su- go to a restaurant to support it and then send that food to people who are in need, which I th- think is an amazing thing. We do it as well, but we do it with music, uh, where we go live and, and people donate and then we send the food to different uh, people who are in need. We help uh, with a hospital, you know, the night shift, uh, we send some food to them. To kind of support them and, and thank them for for being on the front line, and I think you do that. You pay it forward. You try to give as much as you can, what you can, um, you know. And, and I'm a true believer in that. But you know, I do a lot of charity work, and I'm very blessed to partake in it. Um, but it costs the business money, uh, and no one really has the funds to do that now. So we do what we can. So we send our you know our basic stuffs out that you know are 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 great for them who need. Uh, they don't have to worry about where they're getting food from tonight. Um, doing the charity work, it's an important thing. So there's, there's a couple of restaurants that are still open over here. Um, doing takeout, uh, Le Petit Cafe across the street. They do a lot of baking yeah. goods. I know, so I know Tina very well. <laughs> yeah, Tina's awesome, and, and she does an amazing job. And, and you know, if I wasn't on my program and I could eat sugar and flour, I would be knocking on that door in the window every single day. Can I get a little macaron, please? Um, but you know, that's, that's a unique thing. And so she's staying open and she's doing, you know, like for mother's day, like we are, um, packages for, you know, cakes and stuff. And we're, we're actually doing what we did Easter Sunday, which was offer, um, takeaway, you know, curbside, uh, mother's day package, you know, which is great. It's on our, it's on our Instagram page and our, our uh, website, 317mainstreet.com, you know, so there's a lot of options, but I see a lot of, you know, there's people seem to be a little bit more hesitant and walking around, um, but they're out. Saturday was proof of the pudding in that one. It was oh crazy. yes, we had lines and just people just, you know, getting food. It was great that you know we had we had a great Saturday, um, probably our best one. And and it just showed to me that when that weather hits a little bit, a little warmth, people want to get out, get their masks on. You know, yeah. they want to get the food and the drink on. You know. Yeah. I, exactly. I mean, I've, I've said it a little bit. I mean, the weather here has been absolutely miserable in New York. No, just no question about it. It's, it's probably helped flatten the curve a little bit, though, thankfully. And, you know, so we'll have to see how it goes with things opening up. I mean, I was out riding my bike on Saturday because there was no way I was going to stay in on that gorgeous day. And, uh, you know, it's beneficial. I'm glad it worked out for you guys. Um, Chef, this has been a really great conversation. I really loved it. And enjoyed awesome. talking with you. I think I'm gonna to have to have you back. We're gonna have another conversation to see where you're at in a few months. Love it. Love um, it. Thanks, so. You got it. Where can people follow you? Tell people where to find you. I know they know 317 Main. How can they find you personally? Yeah, on, uh, on Instagram at Chef Eric L. Uh, all my all my stuff starts at um, on my Instagram and feeds through my 
Facebook pages and my Twitter. So if you go to 317 Main Street, it's all there. And I do lots of stories, um, you know, videos of food we're doing or sometimes uh, concepts in, in, in life. Uh, definitely share my 75 hard, uh, share what we're doing here at the restaurant. So yeah, at Chef Eric L at uh, Instagram is probably the best way to get hold of me, you know, to see what we're doing. Awesome, Chef. Well, it was so great to meet you today, and I can't wait to keep in touch and uh, build on our relationship. We'll see you soon. All right. Thanks Cheers. so much. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in to the Big Food Talk, produced by Tough Monkey Entertainment. Subscribe on iTunes and wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram for behind the scenes takes, or watch complete episodes on YouTube. Don't forget to make a donation at bigfoodtalk.com.